Welcome back. Um, they're doing construction at my apartment complex, so you're probably going to hear the saw in the background. Hopefully the background music will block a lot of it out, but this one's kind of important and time restraints and stuff that I got going on. I'm going to go ahead and drop this one now because it's kind of a prequel to what Lewis and I are going to be talking about in depth in our next uh, podcast together, which we'll probably be doing this next Friday. But this episode is titled The Dumbest Shit Ever. I'm going to be telling you the same thing in different ways on this one. That's the only way that I can drive it home. But a lot of this is just me venting something that I've known since I was a child about how stupid all of this shit is. So a couple of days ago, Lily was messing around in you know my little work area, my little hangout area, and she picks up my Bible and starts going through it. And she's, you know, just checking out like the pages and how oddly soft the pages are and asked what they were made out of and why they were so fragile that she felt like she could rip them and all that stuff. And then she starts reading the beginning. And I always try to use opportunities that pop up as teachable moments as opportunities to explain everyday things to my kids. So like. She, she tells me this all the time. She always feels like she's in school when I'm home because she just learned something. Be, she learns something every couple of minutes around me. And so I use this as another opportunity for just that, where she was reading, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And <clears throat> as she reads the first uh, verse and I help her through it, then I read the second and all that, so on and so forth. And um, she kind of got it, but didn't exactly understand it. And a light bulb kind of clicked in my head about the importance of cleaning and negative emotion. And I told her, you know, We've been going over like cleaning, you know, your your area, cleaning your room, organizing, and she's got a chore that I've started implementing where she washes dishes and stuff like that. And she's organized the kitchen, kind of taking it upon herself to organize my kitchen. And uh, I, I leave it the way that she organized it because it doesn't really bother me and it's functional. And, and for the most part, almost exactly how I would have done it. And she got great pride out of that, out of telling me and me seeing her progress and seeing what she did and organized. And I pointed that out to her. I said, hey, you know how, like before, when you didn't care about how junky your room got? And side note, she, we even had the same issue with her doing her hair, where it was one of those things where I was trying to encourage her to take pride in managing her own appearance and managing her hair. As pain in the ass it is, because she's mixed and she has mixed hair. And if you know anything about mixed hair, it's not it's not easy to deal with. 
Yeah, it's, it's really, really not. And she has the kind of hair that has to stay hydrated. And we've tried all kinds of stuff. I love Ozzy, you know, uh, the Ozzy brand, you know, Garnier. I really appreciate you guys because their, their hydrating conditioners are some of the best that I've used for her hair. But, you know, even with that, we've had the conversation about, hey, you know, before when, when you used to let your room go to crap and destroy it, you know, she's ADHD. She she starts a project and works on another project, then she's drawing and she's messing with paints and she's fooling with her dolls and she's here and there. Before you know it, I mean, no matter when she cleans her room throughout the day, by the end of the day, it's destroyed again. And so she's developed a habit of doing one thing at a time and cleaning up after herself or, you know, moderately, you know, uh, to, to a moderate degree, you know, somewhat organized, not a complete destructive mess, and even manages her chores, you know, in such a way to where she sets time aside to knock them all out in one go. And I asked her, I said, don't you feel a lot better after it's all done? Don't you like living in a clean environment? And I, you know, I reminded her of when just, you know, like a year and a half ago when we were in a homeless shelter. Or not even a year and a half ago, but, but, but like, you know, about a year ago when we were in the homeless shelter and uh, how junky a lot of the other parents were. And the fact that those parents, the reason why they were junky is because they did not have good emotional regulation skills. And so they would let their depression and their anxieties get the better of them. And they would abdicate their responsibility to things like looking after their own kids or organizing their own living spaces. And then they would have the people from the establishment getting on their case about it, which is kind of sad when you have to get onto a grown adult about things that a grown adult should just be okay with doing. And she's watched this like firsthand and she's, she's watched me deal with other people dealing with this and watch me deal with this about not feeling okay and still having to do shit and still having to get things done. Because a lot of people, they don't understand what that is, that negativity, where that comes from. And I wanted my daughter to learn from my example to understand what that is. It is a call to move. The majority of the damn time when people don't feel good, when they start the alcoholism, when they start the cigarette addictions and peer pressure that usually gets them in on that, because that's what got it in on me. I mean, there were some jobs where you can't even get a break unless you smoke cigarettes. That way you go out back, go outside and smoke. And that was how I got into cigarette smoking. And that's how I got into uh, to drinking too. A lot of times working at restaurants or working at jobs that, that uh, have access to booze and you know these late night jobs where it's hard to get a break. Sometimes smoking is the only way you get one. There are some people in the working world and, and, and like, you know, kitchens and restaurant establishments who know exactly what I'm talking about. But the thing about it is, is that these negative emotions and feelings and these vices that we cling to, a lot of them come from a place of us knowing that there is something that we need to do, either in that instant, either, you know, um, something that we're avoiding 
a lot of times it, it is simply that. And this is this is not just a one-off statement that I'm making. It goes very it goes all the way down to the bottom of our society and all the way up to the top of it as to how greatly being lazy in nature in in your in your character affects almost every aspect of your life and there's different levels of it like extremely extremely vast far-reaching multi-layered levels to this shit because i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you a perfect example and this is one that Lewis and I will be pointing at specifically. And, and why I'm always laying all of this shit at the feet of the church. The church is one of the biggest examples of this. And that's the reason why I always like to use it. The organized, the organized religion. When I'm talking about the church, again, I'm talking about organized religion. I'm not talking about the, the body of Christ. I'm not talking about the house of God. I'm talking about organized religion. The co-opted new version versions of church that, that we think exists. See, a lot of people, and I don't, I don't need to quote scripture on none of this. I don't need to give you no research, no facts. I love that I'm an ordinary Joe doing this podcast. Like, I'm just a regular dude because the things that I'm saying are factual. You don't even really have to look them up. Most of this stuff, people have always known. For example... The government didn't used to take care of the homeless. The church did. The, the, in fact, even before the church, the community did. Like we did. We the people, we took care of our own you know, communities. We took care of our own. But the church originally was the first by the people group, by the people for the people organization, grassroots as it got, that originated all of the, what do we call them now? The, um, you know, the, the, the government funded benefits that we get now. Like the, the, the church used to be the WIC. The church used to be, you know, uh, food stamps and, and, and uh, Medicaid and all of that stuff. The church used to be that. It used to perform that role. Didn't need the government to do it because the church did it. Church did all of that. Yo, didn't really. I mean, I, I list all of them: Methodist, Lutheran, all of them. And they, they, that's the reason why we got 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 hospitals with their uh, uh, church organized names on them now: Methodist, Optimist, Baptist Health. You know that, where you think all that shit came from? It just didn't pop up out of nowhere. So we just started naming, you know, hospitals after churches. No. It's because at one point in time, the church performed those duties. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? It sounds crazy. The, the same church that the Western world seems to freaking despise used to do these exact same jobs. We used to have doctors and nurses. We used to have people, you know, the, 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 <laughs> the, the, the house nurse, wet nurse or whatever, the, you know, the, the lady they used to come and, and midwives. You know, the midwives, a lot of them came from the church or were of the church or the church family. Yeah, the church church did it all. We took care of the homeless. We, we, we took care of the widow. We knew who the widows were. We'd send people from the church to the house to check on the widow, invite the widow out to church, you know, see if we could get her remarried. 
That was where the liberty in Christ came in. That was the reason why you looked after the widow, the widow woman, so that you could, so that you could ex- administer liberty in Christ. So, hey, it's not over. Yeah, your husband's gone, but it's not over. There's still work for you to do. There's still, there's still uh, things that you can do. There's still a place where you belong. You know, that, the church did that. The church took care of the orphans. A lot of the orphanages that were started were started by churches. Like, it was. All of that. Anything that you needed. Someone help you with your taxes. You know, business meets. It's a great place to meet people. Great place to meet, to find a wife. I mean, the church was all of that. It was the, the hub of the community. Shoot, no one knows that better than African Americans, or at least should, because, I mean, the church was was the place where we, we started our fight for freedom was the church. Our churches, the ones that we started for ourselves and our communities. The places where a lot of, I mean, shoot, the majority of the places where Martin Luther King would meet would be at churches. And that church is chicken, like the church's buildings, like, like grassroots, conservatives, people who cared about their children, people who cared about families, people who cared about the future of this nation, people who cared about more than just themselves. People that used to march. People that at one point in time left a whole nother country and government because they had a different flavor of beliefs and sovereignty than they did. And fought a bloody war to gain their independence from said guys so that they could practice the very religion that has given us all the freedoms and, and amenities and benefits and lifestyle choices that we all have now. That very same religion, the Judeo-Christian ethic, the one in which the majority of the Western world's laws are founded upon, which is the reason why they can't starve you to death in prison. They have to feed you. They have to treat you as though you're a living soul, as though you have intrinsic value, as though you are a being with unalienable rights that were given to you by God that no man could take away from you, no matter what his power, status, creed, or whatever he calls upon that makes him think that he's in a higher status than you. And these things we used to give a shit about. So much so that the American Constitution is one of the only documents on earth that was written under this very same Christian ethic. To the extent that it has a whole ass clause called the Second Amendment, which basically makes it to where you have the right as that same being to defend your life against anyone that would seek to take it away without just cause. Even against your own damn government. (laughs) Because we understood something. We used to. We used to understand that that all men were created equal under God. It was only man that would love to decide otherwise. And we used to make sure that we rose up against them whenever they got too out of control. 
then you know along the lines along those lines we've kind of stopped we've been brainwashed by by our governments to abdicate more and more and more of our of our individual liberties and responsibilities to our fellow men and to our country and to our homes and to our families and to every damn thing else that matters bit by bit wave by wave eroding more and more and more of our freedom our God-given freedom away from us. And doing it in such a way that you would give it up so willingly. That's the reason why there's so many cynics these days that look at all this as always just the way that it is. And it kind of pisses me off in many, many ways. For example, I, I was on Instagram like I normally am, just you know, trying to figure out what all is going on in the world. And, you know, I saw this this video, and a lot of times these stupid videos that these little dumb lefties make doesn't really bother me. But this one did only because of these very same ideas that are rolling in my head as we speak. And he's riding around, he's recording these homeless people in, in California. And he's looking at them and talking shit to them. Like, look, 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 there's shit here on the floor. Look at this. Did you do this? Did you do this? You put this shit here? Harassing this lady, you know, that looks like she's beyond frustrated and over that whole situation. And she picks up a baseball bat and rightly, rightly chases his ass off. And, you know, to the privileged and to the entitled... You know, the homeless lady is the one that's fucking up. Then, I mean, by, I don't know how she got in that situation. You know, I know one thing. I know people screw people over all the time. I became homeless because of a set group of people. Consistently, one person after another screwed me over in ways that just don't even really make any damn sense unless you absolutely hate the person. But these same people call me family and friend. And this shit happens all the damn time. Sometimes just life just goes sideways on you. And we live in such an unforgiving world that's become more and more unforgiving as it was in Jesus' day and, and will never change. In fact, the Bible says that it will get worse. But I digress. It's the... It's the fact that while he was sitting there, you know, berating this woman... And he trying to humiliate her and anyone else that was out there and the homeless camp and all that mess. It just, it broke my heart that it never occurred to him that I need to do something. The negative emotion that hit him, he looked at the mess and he saw something messed up about it. And his first instinct was that someone needed to do something, not I need to do something. And there's a lot of that going around. There, there's, a, there's an epidemic of that going around where, where people see things that upset them and it's their first response, the first instinct to demand that someone else do something about it. To demand other people stop having these wrong opinions. To demand others stop going in this direction. To demand that everyone stop listening to this person. To demand, to demand, to demand. 
never once taking it upon themselves to put foot to ass to anything. We're always quick with the demand. This is the reason why I'm so I'm so critical of those in the blue camp or the red camp or any camp that you decide to find yourself in where you think that you can can critique the world. The facts are pretty simple to understand and get that how societies fall apart is when societies begin to fall apart. That's how they fall apart. It's really, really quite simple. Communities. Communities used to look after each other, one another. It was the reason why you didn't trust the outsider. Is because back in the old days, you know, pre-colonial times, you know, one bad apple coming to the freaking colony could destroy the whole damn thing. You know, like in the, was it the Tale of Two Cities? You know, there was a time, and there have been times like this, and you know, IRL and in our in our society, where we're traveling down the road, you didn't really talk to just about anybody because anyone could be a robber in league with robbers, and we're coming to that time now, especially with this, the the extent of what we know about Epstein and the pedophile rings and the, this list of pedophiles that are elites. And I've seen the list and the name and the names on the list are just it's just it's egregious. It's gross. Just trusted names. Names that some of us like we we used to consider some of these people trusted names in media that I gotta watch this dude because he doesn't make a bad movie. And to think about the private lives of these people. And that's not even the part that enrages me. The part that enrages me is that there's not so, there's not a, a loud enough common sense enough outcry from the people to demand the truth. But people can rally around the hate of Andrew Tate. They can rally around the hate of Jordan Peterson. They can rally around the hate of, of, of Donald Trump. They can rally around the hate of just about any public figure <clears throat> that the media tells them to hate, that social media tells them to hate. But when it when it comes to things that we should common sense outright be against and stop, we don't. We wait for the Please, because whenever I talk, whenever I talk to anyone, anyone that wants to talk real sense about the Epstein thing, it always comes down to this one statement that enrages the fuck out of me because it's it's like it, it, the, it, the question answers its damn self. But people will ask it. All these names, all these names, and no one's gone to jail yet. Why hasn't anyone been prosecuted? I don't know. I don't know. Possibly because the government is in on it. When has the government not been in on some shit that it didn't want to prosecute? I mean, dude, these guys petition the assistance of other countries just to get Julian Assange. They've, I mean, I can give you three people that they went to great lengths to get their hands on or to silence uh, Tate 
Andrew Tate, Julia Assange, and freaking Eric Snowden. And these guys actually tried to do some shit right and had the American government after their ass. All across the fucking world, they were trying to get these dudes. And you're telling me that they're not going to go after a whole bunch of celebrities that they know exactly where they are. They are uh, probably on social media right now posting some dumb shit that they're doing and could easily be arrested in a fortnight. All of them. Everyone on these lists. And investigated. And questioned. And the truth be let out. So, no. It's, 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 it's by design. And it, that's not the only thing that's by design. All of it's by design. The whole damn thing. For some reason, I find it odd that we, 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 we're so brainwashed that we'll trust, you know, specific entities in different ways, but never like the same way across the board. The way I see it, if you're going to lie to me about, you know, a booger being in my nose, you're going to lie to me about anything. I mean, does that make sense? Like, I, I don't trust you on anything. Anything at all. It, it doesn't matter what it is. Because as soon as I see that you've gone out of your way to lie to me or, or deter me from seeing the truth of something that you're doing in any capacity, whether you facilitate it, whether you help, you know, the, the guilty party get away, the getaway driver, the guy that came up with the plan, I don't give a fuck. Whatever role you played in deceiving me, you're just as guilty as the person who put the knife on my back, as far as I'm concerned. You deserve the same fate. But that's not really what I'm, what I'm bitching about. What I'm bitching about is the fact that so many of us of this nation of America, I'm speaking for America in particular, have brought up our kids. I would say Gen X for damn sure. Gen X... I would say we, we really we really failed our kids. Those of us who have older kids, you know, or, or, or you know, older teens or young adults now, we really failed them with all that freaking SJW emotions and shit. Instead of you know showing them how to release their emotions, we should have been showing them how to galvanize them towards an aim. Because these these future years are going to be extremely hard on them. Especially with the fact that the majority of the world is switching to this totalitarian uh, business practice where they, where they do whatever the hell they want to do and they don't really want to talk to your kids or you or your future generations about what the hell they're doing and what the hell you're going to be do, doing underneath their rule. I mean, if you don't, if you don't believe me, and you think that I'm just making this shit up, and it's just me just being hyperbolic or, or, or being a little fear monger or, or whatever. First of all, I do this shit for free. I don't get paid for any of this. I, I don't see a reason why someone should get paid for speaking. I, I, that's just me. But I care enough about my homeland my country my countrymen enough 
and not even just just me here and us, us here in the United States, but people everywhere. It's no surprise to me that China is seeing civil unrest at a level that is unprecedented for them. It's, it's no wonder to me why so many places around the world, even in Egypt and the Middle East, women are fighting for their freedom to just be themselves without a man telling them exactly how or how they shouldn't be doing. These, these things are, are no surprise to me because people are finally getting to a place where they are realizing that the people in charge don't give a shit about you, nor did they ever. And abdicating your responsibility to your homeland, to your families, to your businesses, to your uh, uh, your your lives, your health, your food, and all that shit to the governments of the world is suicide. It's insane. But who best believe, the organized church, I'm not done with you guys. You guys, you're in bed with the government too. It makes no sense to me how no one wants to put you guys in it. You're telling me, I mean, shoot, even in Russia, the uh, uh, Putin at one point in time had used uh, the organized uh, Orthodox churches to push his propaganda. It's not the very first time. Uh, it's, it's nothing new that governments employ the assistance of of the of the, the supposed uh, uh, servants of the house of God to help them in their brainwashing and their manipulation of the people. It's, it's nothing new. They were they were trying to build with with the Israelites a long time ago when they were trying to build the temple. It's not. It's nothing new. And when they infiltrate the church. It doesn't, it doesn't bother the person who doesn't believe because the person who doesn't believe in the church, they don't, they don't get why we do what we do. They don't understand. They're not supposed to, which is also a part of, of the false doctrine that's taught in the church that we just kind of just leave the lost to their own devices. That was never supposed to be the case. That was never the case. We made it the case in this new brand of religion that we like to call worshiping God, where we show up to church, we sing a whole bunch of songs, we hang out, talk about football and work after, and then we go about our, our, our day. And some of us, we get goaded into making church a full-time freaking thing. Where surprisingly and crazily enough these days, which I, I couldn't believe was a thing, but it is a thing, where people get paid to work for the church. It's freaking insane to me. Freaking insane to me. I guarantee you, when when Martin Luther King was in all those churches, you know, and they were having those rallies, none of those people were getting fucking paid. How you think that shit's okay just boggles my fucking mind. (laughs) 
You know, the church was supposed to be the loaves and the fishes. That was what the church was supposed to be. That's the, that, that's the dumbest shit ever to me, is that you have pastors right now, evangelists and preachers and, and great men of God right now, right now, studying their little hearts out. Got the Bibles out, got their, their, their Strong's Concordance, <laughs> got their, their, their ult, ult, you know, umpteen versions of the, of the Bible in Hebrew and Greek sprawled out across their fucking tables with their glasses on and their tea or their coffee, just scholaring away, just scholar, scholar, scholaring away. Study, study, study the scriptures. Bragging to their to their other church buddies about how many times they've read the damn Bible. Whole damn world on fire around you. You study, 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 study. Won't cook a fucking meal. Won't take in one orphan. Won't find find one widow to consult. To consult to to to. To help, to nurture, to look after. Don't got a clue what's going on in your community. Nor do you care. <laughs> Causes me to stand in doubt of you. And then to make matters worse, you have a whole congregation of people looking to you for wisdom. Some of them probably hanging on your every word because there's, there's a lot of rock star pastors these days. With your smiles and your, and your one-liners and you know so, so much. But yet, have completely missed the mark on love thy neighbor as thyself. That just flew right over you. You're not even aiming at the right damn thing. And then you have the gall to base all of your work on what great men like Paul did, Peter, Jesus, and King David, Abraham, Moses, and Isaiah. And you think that you're in the same category as these guys. You think you're on the you think you're on the same level. You think you're doing the same damn job. You you you, you just do. Doing nothing but creating another generation more wicked than you. Because you taught them to believe that the only way that you can tangibly see that God is in your life is by how much stuff you have and how well you're doing in this world. A world that is gripped by carnality and greed and selfishness and pride and envy and lust of the eyes and the pride of life and nonsense and lies, an ocean of lies. And instead of training your people, teaching them, educating them to be a panacea to the world, 
which is what God intended for us, which is the reason why Jesus said it was finished when he died on the cross. So that we could be free. Not just to live our lives as we saw fit, which was always our right to do. No, 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 no. It was so that nothing could stop us from doing what is right, no matter what that was. But, you know, there's weakness in the organized church. That for, for the life of me, it doesn't seem like anyone has actually ever really decided to exploit. And it's in the very heart of love that neighbor is thyself. See, the sheer proof of the false doctrine is in the very fact that organized religion is not organized at least not organized enough to where they all work together. But yet, they all seem to play the same tune and the same notes. Why is that? It's because the game is rigged, like most games. The guys that are running those shows are handing you a fixed deck on purpose. It's, it's no wonder that Organized religion, the organized church is just another box for you to fit in. Shoot, I'll even give you an example. You can turn the cross into a box. All you have to do is get, I don't know, a piece of paper, cut out. I want you to just make just a basic box. Just get like, you know, four, you know, three squares down. And uh, let's see, we'll go like, uh, you know, like two squares on either side, like we'll do four squares down, right? So it's like one, two, three, draw four squares, make them connect. And then on the second to the top square, put two on the side of it. It'll turn into a box. It's no coincidence. What's another box religion? Most religions are box religions because they promote inaction. Anything that promotes you not doing shit but hoping or praying is a box belief system. Just gonna be circle jerking yourself around in that damn thing, no matter what it is. Hinduism, Buddha, all that shit. If it promotes you to not care about the common man, like even like the monk shit, all that stuff, it's all lies. It's all lies from the same twisted source. The same dark, nefarious source. And they just send you the same shit in different ways. That's the reason why the government talks the same shit. That's the reason why the narcissist talks the same shit. What does a narcissist do? The narcissist is always trying to get you to stop caring about the shit that you're supposed to actually care about. Isn't that a wonder to you that all of the nefarious games that are played are all played the same damn way? Where the whole gist of the game is to get you to not care about the one thing or groups of things that you're actually supposed to be caring about? I mean, 
You read the Bible from beginning to end instead of skipping back and forth between the passages that you dislike or care only to read. If you read it like it's supposed to be read like a book from beginning to end, you get to the understanding that there's this great need for you to let go of everything. To let go of everything that you think that is real here on this earth. Why is that? Because the majority of the shit that you're told that is real on this earth is bullshit. It is a lie. And it is a lie told to you and gift wrapped and delivered to you in such a way that promotes stagnation. And now we live in a, in a society that, that all it does is constantly just send shit towards you. It gives you a reason to not care about anything else. And the irony, the, the irony of it is that you have people that will, will blame the state of this world on God, not realizing that the only reason why things are as shit as they are is because in the very hearts of all of us, we have decided to put down the hoe and the trowel and not build our, and not build our, our Garden of Eden. See, that's what happened in the Garden of Eden, is... Just like in, in the beginning, you know, when God came, if you believe in the creationist theory, which I do because science has been stumped in every way, shape, and form on this. And if you don't believe that, you just don't know your research. But they don't even know what holds an atom together. They can't figure it out. They, they created CERN, a super collider, just to, to figure it out. And as far as I know, they ain't broke ground on that yet because you ain't gonna figure it out. We live in a closed, fixed, stationary system that God created. And it's, it's beautiful, and it's, it's immaculate, it's perfect, in every way, shape, or form. And uh, we, we, we tried to destroy it. I mean, you can look up Operation Fishbowl if you want, where uh, the government, U.S. government launched nukes at something in the sky like a shit ton of times trying to break something and it didn't break. But you, that's a separate, separate homework you're looking at another time. But this thing, is, this thing is perfectly made. And everything on this planet exists in, in a cohesive nature with everything else. It's like I've, I've told you before about God is love because everything that God builds is indiscriminate. Like rain, snow, like sun and, and the sunlight and, and moonlight and, and night itself. These things are indiscriminate. No one is absolved from these things and from their effects. It's not. I mean, to certain degrees, there's some men that can tolerate cold more than others. But I mean, at the end of the day, we all get cold. We all get hot. We all, we all experience the, the, the things on this earth that are indiscriminate for everybody, like air. The air we breathe. Or water and its effect on our lives and in our bodies. Indiscriminate. Indiscriminate. And that is the kind of love that we are supposed to have for each other and that we are supposed to have for our communities and that we are supposed to have for our lands. Because when we have that kind of love, everything grows strong and tall and able to withstand anything. 
See, people don't understand that in the, in the Bible story, this was wasteland when God got this. When, when God had this earth, you know, to himself in the beginning, this was wasteland. There was nothing here. And everything that he put on it was good. He walked by and he saw a mess. And he looked down and said, man, this thing looks nasty. Let, let's put some light in here. And, and let's, let's put some water in here and let's separate it with some land. And let's get some flowers growing in here and some fruits, some vegetables. Let's get some animals up in here. Let's get some people in here. Let's liven this thing up. Let's bring some light into this and, and make this thing beautiful. Let's, let's add some aesthetics. And in every piece of it, he said that it was good. No different than when you wake up in the morning and you have your coffee and the very first thing you do is you organize your day and you plan out what you're going to do and how it's going to get done. And then you see to it those things get done and what happens? You feel great. When you, you know, knocked off all the checks. It's no different. Everything that God builds is just like him. And what happens when you don't knock off those things? You feel like shit. What is that? It's a call to move. That's where the negativity and the anxiety comes from. It comes from your unwillingness, unwillingness to move. And your body's calling you on it. Your emotions, your feeling, your brain, everything in you is saying, get your ass up and do something productive. Do something. Move. That's what it is. If you think I'm full of shit, think about it. If you woke up every morning feeling effing amazing, would you uh, uh, smoke your cigarette? W- would you need coffee? If you, if you woke up feeling like, like think about it, uh, whatever it is that makes you feel amazing, whether it's doing a dab, playing video games, like the thing that you do, then when you do it, you feel like a god. You, you hit flow state, you can do it all damn day, uh, everything else in the world just fades to the wayside. Think about that thing. Now, the feeling that you have while you do that thing feels great, right? Imagine if you felt that way 24-7. Now, think about it. If you felt that way 24-7, would you twist a joint? Probably fucking not. Would you need cigarettes? Probably fucking not. Would you be drinking booze every night or waiting for the weekend? Probably fucking not. Would you, would you waste your time around people who are negative and boring and, and don't care about other people or life or growing or growth or change or being a decent human being or, or anything else of dogs or people who don't like puppies? Would you hang around people like that? Fuck no. I mean, you wouldn't. I bet money you wouldn't. If you felt amazing all the damn time, the only thing that you would be doing is more stuff that makes you feel amazing. What if I were to tell you that the, the, that the cure, cure-all that, to that amazing feeling is actually extremely simple to get? And it starts with self-investment. What do I mean by that? What you don't understand about the creation story is that is that for some reason people have it in their heads that God did all that stuff, He created this whole damn thing for Him. 
And that's partly true. He did. He did it for you too. But the biggest misunderstanding is why he did it for him. Because God even says why. He said he did it for his own amusement. He did it so that he could feel good. What happens when we have kids? When we have families? When we have people that we look after and depend on? I can only speak from my own experience, but I was I was never stronger, more brave and courageous. I never felt better about myself than when I was a husband and a father. When I was getting my ass up in the morning, I was going to work. I mean, I do it now. I'm just saying when I was married and, and when, you know, around the time Lily was born, those, those were some of the happiest days of my life. Being a young married guy with a family that counted on him, I, you know, and I get my ass to work and, and I was known for being a good dad and a faithful father and, and all that stuff. And it, there was no greater feeling in the world. I felt great all the time. It was hard not to, especially when, when there would be conversations about men and the guys who didn't have kids and didn't have families would start talking like they were men and all the women in the room would be like, no, no, Devin's a man. Like, like, like the way he does things, that's what a man is. I, there's no greater compliment than when, when the, the matriarch women of the area acknowledge you as being a man amongst other guys. It, we live in a society that applauds the other direction now. So like, for example, we, we, we have, have it to where women are looking for men that have, have status and muscles and money and things that don't necessarily translate to them being a decent human being. And then they come to find out that a lot of these these gender norms, these these roles that we put ourselves in, and a lot of this other shit, it just falls by the wayside in the regards that the majority of people do things for the with bad motives. It's not even just the bad motives. It's not even just the bad motives. It's, it's that we live in a society that encourages us to to be more savage, to to be more ruthless, to be more greedy, to to not take a backseat to anyone, to to ignore facts, you know, over feelings. And all of these things, what they do is they cause us to make one of the dumbest mistakes that future generations are going to look back on us and they're going to laugh at us. They're going to laugh us all to scorn. Because we've been so brainwashed to bicker amongst ourselves. 
to the extent that any hope of us coming together like the communities that we were supposed to come together as, whether you want to look at it from an ancient standpoint as to like how we always were as societies where we always looked out for each other and took care of each other and, and there weren't homeless or drunk people all over the place like back in those days where families stuck together and took care of each other, not like this stupid shit that we have now where families give up on each other and split apart and abandon each other over the silliest of shit all the damn time. And in the church systems, you know, that used to be all about helping and flourishing their communities instead of what we have now where the churches are just pretty much all just doing their own damn things, trying to build their own little empires with their own little congregations. Yeah. All of that, if there was a lot less of that, things would, would, would be okay. But it's the fact that so many have given up their responsibility to all of the dragons and drama and nefarious evil shit that's going on just within their own backyards. That I don't see any hope of us coming together as a society to solve any one problem, let alone anything else. From where I sit, it's game over. I just, that's just how I see it. I see it as, as it's, it's game over. Now, there's going to be a lot, there will be a lot of people that, that have, you know, these, these different predictions and, and stuff like that about how the future is going to plan out. But I say, I say this speaking from in a, in a realistic way. I mean, realistically, realistically. For a world that we all envisioned, that we that we've all envisioned at one point in time, for a world that that we all want to see, where there's sovereignty for the individual, where we can act upon and live, as God intended for us to, those days are gone. And as long as there are groups like the World International Forum and those guys and the like. You know, that uh, they want to control every move that we all make. As long as those guys are still running shit, as long as they're still able to walk the streets without fear, as long as the people in the pedophile rings don't have to worry about, you know, mobs and pitchforks coming for them, but someone like me could say the wrong thing on Twitter and have a mob after me overnight. Like, as long as, as long as. The, the people fueling the, opi- the opioid meth ep- epidemic, as long as those guys, you know, don't have to, you know, quake in their boots because the legion of moms has had enough of their babies going to the grave early until the people, the people of Brazil, the people of Germany, the people of India, not the governments, fuck the governments. I'm talking about the people. I'm talking about the ants that outnumber the grasshoppers a million to one. Until we 
go all for one and one for all on this shit, on all of this nefarious shit, from the trafficking to the crooked governments to the big pharma trying to kill us with their bullshit vaccines and their and their crooked ass doctors that'll take money over over uh, their Hippocratic oath, like all of that. Until we have mobs of regular, grassroots, ordinary people. Forget blue, forget red, forget whatever multicolored fucking shit you want. But just people. Red, white, and blue, black, green, and yellow. Worldwide, countrywide, everywhere. Rise up and say enough's enough. You don't own me. Until the day that that happens. It will always be game over. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Because until the hearts of men are galvanized together with one vision and one aim, which is peace and indiscriminate love, it will never happen. It won't. There will be fakes. There will be there will be lots of pretenders that will try to get you to believe that they can unify everyone. And they're liars, all of them. Because it's never it's never nor will it ever be from the establishment world about unification. It is not about unification, it is about control. It is about pacifying you and shutting you up just long enough so that they can sign the right piece of legislation and and pay off the right groups upon groups of people who will turn a blind eye and and put your you and your children's children in chains. So I mean with debt nonetheless. So like we can all pretend in our Teslas that we're not slaves if we want to, but we all are. We're just we're just high class slaves. Especially in the Western world. And pretty soon they're gonna be passing a lot of laws and a lot of legislation that all of us are gonna to have to abide. Especially those of you in the world of business. With uh, with the you know credit scores and all this crazy shit that they got going on. It's going to be tied to people's bank accounts. It's it's good. It's, it's getting mark of the beastish out here. But if it's any consolation to your insanity on the state of the world, you were never meant to go through all of this alone. That's one thing that I know equivocally. You were not meant to go through all of this alone. And if you feel alone, those in your life that are of your bloodline and of your tree, they have failed you. That's something that you're just going to have to accept. But you can start today by preserving... Preserving your soul. And how you do that is by is by turning away from this selfish world. 
from its its crooked ends and covered means and all this this shit that makes you feel that you have to have in order to be whole. Everything that you need is within you. It was always there. And it will always be there. And all you really need is love. The kind of love that lives inside the rain, inside the snow, inside of sunlight. That's indiscriminate and touches us all. The kind of love that Jesus had. Maybe that love will touch our countries again. Touch our people again. And we can start. We can start by not putting all of our hope and trust in these governments. And to start putting our, our hope and trust in each other. And then maybe God will come back and heal our land. then maybe we can get fancy with it and actually stop these monsters. Because we have the numbers and we can. We easily can. We could change all of this overnight if we all banded together. But yeah, until we until we get over these differences and these age-old beefs, and all this other stuff. I'm talking to you guys, Middle East. Like, and, until we get, until we get over all this shit. Because at the end of the day, man, these guys running the show are going to continue to run it, and they don't really give a damn if you move or if you don't. They don't give a fuck how depressed you are or whether you have the money to fight them or not. They're making their moves, and they don't care. They don't care what you who you voted for. They don't care what you believe or what you dislike. They don't give a shit. They're just humoring you. They're humoring all of us at this point because they don't see any instance in which they will lose because nothing tangible is getting done to stop them. So, I don't know. But that's all I got. That was just just me just talking my shit. But yeah, um, comment, tell me what you think, share, subscribe, tell your friends, tell them that they're probably going to a false doctrine church and that I said so. If the pastor wants to argue it out with me, best believe I, I will. Ugh, but all this shit's just dumb shit. Everything's a scam. It's all dumb. Alright, peace.